Episode 54 of the Cooldown Time Podcast. I am your graphically impressive host of the show, as always, Marco. And I'm joined once again, all episode long, by my co-op co-host extraordinaire, Pablo, to talk about gaming's best and bootiest. That's right. What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing well. Uh, just here, still being uh, a daddy. Yeah, we were talking. Uh, we were talking poop. We were talking seedy poop right before we recorded, and we were talking earnestly, seriously. No jokes were thrown. We oh no! Were, no, no. Oh, this was a fifty-dollar uh, formula. Baby formula. Yeah, man. Listen, we it's hard it. out here. It's hard yeah, out here. We for went into dad. that daddy talk real quick. Yeah, that would have been a cool uh, cold open though. Just just start people off with just seedy yellow poop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is that seeds? <laughs> <laughs> I planted a few just in case. Ah, that's nasty. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, Pablo is uh, is here in all his glory. Uh, and uh, we have a pretty exciting episode this week, uh, poop talk aside. Uh, we will be covering what Xbox can do to win us back at the Xbox and Bethesda, uh, Bethesda Games Showcase. Uh, also, first impressions of the new PS Plus catalog and features. Hideo Kojima's still out here being a hoe, and a whole lot more. So, uh, shout out to all of our new and returning listeners for checking out this week's show. We appreciate you very much. If you like us, give our podcast a sub. We drop new episodes weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other popular streaming apps. You know the deal is. You're there. We're there when you need us and where you need us. So there shouldn't be any issue. Subscribe. It's nice. It's a nice thing to do. You can also follow us on IG at Cooldown Time Podcast if you're so inclined. You can also follow us on Twitter uh, at Cooldown Time Pod to stay connected with us in between episodes. Uh, and, and to get a little vindication for being right about our, our Gears and Halo debate a couple months ago. Uh, Pablo owned up. Um, I, I, I didn't want to miss this opportunity to kind of call that out. Uh, yeah. Any words you want to share about that, by the way? Now, for the record, we had a debate about which series was the best pound for pound. And I had yeah. gears, and Pablo picked Halo. Uh, I don't remember how long ago that was, but it was but, it was um, a while. I tried to look for it, but I couldn't uh, find it. I mean, I think um, when you look at the whole, like it's a whole conversation, like LeBron or Jordan, like the best of all time. In that Jordan changed the game, and it's hard to take him being the best of all time because he changed the game. And I think Halo did that for Xbox and first person shooters. So it, there's that. But then when you just look at the whole conversation, it was pound for pound. When you look at, you know, throughout. The iterations of one, two, three, four, and five. I think that none of those games are bad, and 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 they're all yeah. really good. And and in some cases, I would say they get even better as time goes on. And switching the protagonists in four and five, and that game still working the way it works, uh, specifically five, just being just an outstanding, uh, you know, piece of game. So it, it's mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where, yeah, the multiplayer isn't like iconic like halo's multiplayer but you know it isn't terrible either and then when you look at the reason why halo is failing has to do with its multiplayer you know it's 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 a double-edged sword for halo it's something that uh gears doesn't contend with and when really when you look at the kind of games that we like to play first person story orientated kind of games gears tells 
really cool stories and all those characters are, are great so yeah i think i have to get a little crow on that one and, and i mean could halo ultimately as years go by take back that title yeah sure but as of today i don't even think it's close really when you look at kind of like the yeah. story because hive busters dlc we don't play dlc we play the hell out of that that was awesome oh man that was one of my favorite dlcs ever actually yeah yeah uh yeah my win-loss record on this show is pretty impeccable that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> um let's go ahead and get started with uh the first segment of the show which is the games we've been playing we call that segment loadouts let's go all systems nominal loadouts ready all right man so it's been uh kind of a still a dry spell going on with games yeah. but um you know you've been playing some newer titles uh, including one that just recently came out so i'm gonna go ahead and uh, actually turn the floor over to you first and tell me what you got going on this week yeah, I'm playing two games right now. Uh, wanted to try out some new stuff. Uh, I finally uh, went ahead and, and pulled the trigger on Shadow Warrior Three. Um, I last year we had um, we had Guardians of the Galaxy that came out that was like shockingly good. This is less less so in terms of like quality, but it is surprisingly good. Um, you know, it's pulpy, fast-paced action, first-person shooter with shockingly solid writing. Uh, jokes are hit or miss, but even when they do miss, it's not like they ruin the experience. Um, to kind of give you an idea what the game is, it's Doom, kind of meets Wolfenstein. It's like the gritty, bombast, uh, shooting mechanics of Doom with like the stylistic approach to visuals and storytelling from Wolfenstein. Uh, it, it never reaches the heights of either of those games, but it attempts and its replication of that is pretty damn close, and it's pretty decent. It manages to replicate Doom more than Wolfenstein uh, in terms of, like, its mechanics. It's exactly what you... When you think about Doom, you know, shooting, melee, it's all that this was what the game is, except if Doom guy had a personality and Lo Wang, which is the main character, he he's your worst nightmare. I'm sorry, wait, wait. I'm sorry, hold yeah. on. <laughs> One second. His name is what? His name is Lo Wang, and that's not a... Mis- that's not a... That's not a... Uh, it's not a mistake. The oh. game is very immature with its jokes. It is <laughs> it is penis jokes, poop jokes. Here's the thing, though. I, I say that Lo Wang is probably, if I explain him to you, he's your worst nightmare because he's quippy McGee. He, he's quipping at every corner. However, however, I, I, I do like the, the why I say the writing is solid is because he's a jerk and he's like immature and his shit is not funny mostly and it's played to that effect. You know, he's just, he's, the shit he says is 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 uh, it's idiotic and it's like all right man like shut up but it never feels annoying it's like the game is playing on that it's like this is a, oh, this it's is intentional an kind of thing yeah you're playing a moron this guy's a moron that oh, happens to be good at shooting okay. things uh, so all that stuff uh, is really good i really do enjoy it quite a bit i will say though the cons of the game is that while it's fun to shoot things the enemy variation is very sparse. It, it, it becomes shooting the same things over and over very, very quickly. Granted, it's very fun, so it kind of, it doesn't ruin the game, but there's that. And then there's the animation aspect. When you do the melee animation finishes, every, each enemy has one animation to its finishes. So once you see it one time, you see, you, you see them all in terms of that. So that, that does kind of suck. You do see, I guess, the double A uh, budget here when it comes to that. Mm. But man, uh, when, when you, when you look at what this game is as a total package and the fact that it's on PS plus, uh, or PS now for free, uh, as till July 5th, I think I would say that if, if it's that, if you're playing it this way, it's a must play for a heavy or heavy sale. I, I'm really, really enjoying it right now. Um, I'm not ready to give it my, my final score here, but I, I'm really enjoying my time with it. Is this the first one that you played for the series? No, I played, I played two, uh, but the, Two is a huge focus on 
co-op. Uh, the whole series really it focuses on co-op, except three. Uh, three is is very much they they've kind of uh, pulled back and it, they've made it a a single player experience. That's where the Wolfenstein aspect comes in, in into it. Gotcha. Um, okay. So it's it, yeah. I I in the katana by the way, awesome. It feels so great in this game. They do a really okay. good job with, with with what they have here. Um, anything else that you no, want to no, add to no. that? No, no, no. I mean, I think I think I'll wait for this one to get like really, really cheap. Maybe later in the year, like around Black Friday time, and I'll give it. A, I might give it a shot. But well, well, let me ask you this: Are you are are you going to subscribe to the new PS uh, Now stuff? Um, PS we'll Plus? talk about it. We'll talk. Okay, about because it. if if you do, that comes out like beginning oh, of if, June. Yeah, if I if I do that, then yeah, I'll, I'll, there's no reason. It's to right try there. It. So. Uh, yeah, and I think you'll know pretty quickly whether or not you'll like it or not. Yeah. Um, and then um, the newest game that I'm playing right now, it just came out a couple of days ago, is Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. Look, this is a pretty divisive game right now. I think if you look on um, open credits at a 69, nice. Um, it's, uh, it's hard to gauge, really, kind of hard to talk about the game because IGN gave it a 5 out of 10. Our, our, the guy that we like, ACG, said it's a way for sale. Game Informer is an 8.5 out of 10, and Twinfinite gave it a 4 out of 5. And I think Polygon has a glowing review on it. So the, the series always intrigued me. Like, uh, But the shit they've done with the original game, like the, the spinoffs, it's baffling. They, they've really mishandled this entire series. So I was pretty excited to see what exactly this kind of game was. And it is like that, uh, that t- uh, Telltale type of game. But there's a little bit more to it. They kind of use the the conversation mechanic almost as a, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, like a fighting game thing where you have certain things where I have the will points and I can um, increase my will points to get uh, to win a conversation, but the other person can also do the same and it's kind of generated that way so it, it's really interesting in the way you do that. Um, so the unique conversational uh, uh, aspect of the game is super interesting. The way the conversation system is set up is 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 a chess approach. You're literally playing chess with your opponent, and 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 your vampires, you 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 don't trust each other from the start. So every conversation you have with anybody is just you're trying to win that conversation, and nobody trusts each other. So I like that vibe. I like the story they're telling so far. Um, I think really just this whole entire game and the and the kind of um. That what this game is really lends itself to this kind of uh, to this kind of game. I I really like what they do with it. Um, the problem with the game um, is that it is butt ass ugly most times. It looks sometimes like it. Yeah. most sometimes it looks pretty cool, but most times it's butt ass ugly. Performance is an issue. There is a performance, and for a game that's all about talking and conversations, that lipstick goes out of whack sometimes and it's like what are they what language are they, are they? <laughs> it's like it's, a kung fu flick kind of thing yeah it's bad it's bad and it's it's it, it doesn't make any sense i am a vampire I, i'll say pop pop in like a motherfucker i'm talking about textures on people's faces like there's one of the oh, main wow. characters she has like gold on her and there's popping on her like on that gold aspect it's it's not frustrating i i, I would say for marco this would ruin the experience for you that would drive me up the wall. Um, yeah, that would drive you. For me, I'm a little more lenient to that kind of stuff. I just, I, I, I'm not too sensitive to that, to that sort of, to that sort of stuff. So I, I'm not giving an excuse at all because even for a person like me who is not very into this kind of stuff, uh, or not very like uh, aware of the of train rate all that, 
I noticed it. So th- it is pretty bad. Um, but ultimately, I think as a package for me, this game works. And I'm very clear when I say for me. Uh, I think this game also reinforces my love for the Vampire the Masquerade. You know, that entire way, that that, that whole setup. I, I love that stuff and it really reinforces that. I love the entire world. I love the premise. I love everything about this game so far. It's just that I totally understand when somebody comes in, specifically Vampire the Masquerade Bloodline fans coming in expecting a, a RPG that is you know, more expansive, but it's not. It's take all mm. the conversational bits of Mankind Divided, which is another game that I'm playing as well. Take all that, and that's all that game is. You do walk. There is a third-person camera. You walk from places to spots to, to spots. But yes, and there and there are environmental puzzles, of course. But it's all. It just take all the conversational, the debate kind of stuff from um from Mankind Divided and and, and Deus Ex in general, the old ones. That's what this game is, and I know that sounds intriguing, because that kind of stuff is really great. But ultimately, I feel like if you're not into the whole vibe, if you're not really familiar with the series in itself, and, and you're really sensitive to, to technical issues, this game is going to drive you up the wall. Maybe yeah. later down the road when they fix some stuff, some patches come out, maybe you can try it. This game is screaming Game Pass to me. Mm. Uh, so I, I hope that's the case. Uh, and I really hope that we one day we see uh, you know uh, Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which I don't think that game's ever coming out. But as it yeah. stands... They're doing really some really baffling, crazy shit with the series. They had a uh, they have a, a battle royale, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, blood uh, hunt, yeah, which is yeah, I don't talked, what the hell, I don't know what a couple episodes ago, yeah, yeah, which is fine, but it's like that's not what the game is. Like the, the series doesn't lend itself to that kind of stuff. It's really weird, but yeah. this is probably the closest thing that they, they've nailed in terms of like this is when you look at think about that game in that series. That makes sense for this game to exist. More of the essence but, of it, right? That's right. That's right. That's the word I was looking for. Yep. And that, okay. that's, where I'm, that's where I'm at with loadouts. Gotcha. All right, bro. So, yeah, it was a pretty dry week for me. Um, I did finish uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. So, my, my Uncharted playthrough saga is complete. Um, I kind of came away from The Lost Legacy sort of uh, a bit meh, to be honest. Let me- I, I, I think um, I like it. I think just much like I said in the last episode, um, not a big fan of the the lead characters at all. Um, I didn't find them to be particularly enjoyable. I thought the game came to life more when um, Sam Drake joined the equation, and I felt like yeah. it, it 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 seemed to feel it was better when a man wasn't wasn't. <laughs> no, don't say that out loud. Don't say. Hey, let me let me ask you a question. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna ask you two questions real quick. I'm gonna yeah. put you on the spot in one of them, uh, but. The first question I have for you is, how did the ending of that game impact you with the whole father stuff? Because I remember it being like pretty like impactful for me uh, in terms of like, like it really worked. Like it came out of nowhere. Um, you mean I, Chloe's I know that you've father? played it before, huh? You mean the whole Chloe's father thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that ain't do nothing for me at all. The elephant stuff? Mm-mm. No, I felt nothing. You're heartless, man. Okay, so my, the second question, and I'm gonna put you on the spot here, and, and that just because I'm 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 thinking about going back to playing that eventually. But um, is give me your rankings. Uh, like, I was just gonna, yeah, yeah. So here's okay. what I got: favorite game, Uncharted Four; second favorite game, Uncharted Three; third favorite game, Uncharted One; Wee. fourth, Lost Legacy; and fifth, Uncharted Two. Man, you'd that's really a very like it's it's a very unpopular order. I know that you can y'all can kill me if you got to, but I, I felt I, like those the order that I have them to me those were the best blends of storytelling, um, gameplay and traversal and variety. 
Um, the games towards the end to me felt either just um, too forgettable or they leaned like Uncharted 2 being the worst one to me was just leaning too far into bombast and everything else just felt like an afterthought for me. So I, I think the ones up to the top are the most balanced in my brain. Uh, hey, and that's man, why I like them more. I mean, you've played them recently, so I think you have like kind of like the best. Uh, oh, maybe. In that way. Let me let me ask you this. The person who uh, put you to, through this hell, what, he, what does he think of your ranking? I... I think I think he kind of got it almost right. I think he thought Lost Legacy was going to be my favorite, though. Okay. Um, and and I think I, I did too. Point, I mean, if I would have put money on it, I would have thought the same thing. Yeah. So I, I I think that was probably the only shock. I think the rest of them were, were sort of interchangeable. Um. But hey, yo, I get a free game, so I'm 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 starting to look through I, the year, but I can't find nothing. <laughs> I like I like uh my my I'll give you my top three real quick. It's yeah, Lost Legacy ahead, four, Lost Legacy four and three. That's kind of my top three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, if I had to do it, I probably it would more be of like the more yeah. commonly, you know, yeah. seen list of, of or order. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, that 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 makes sense though. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I, I I enjoyed coming back to them again. I could at least say that you know um, it didn't change too much in my opinion, but um, it did turn me around on Uncharted Four, which I'm glad I got to kind of um, you know re-experience. So I did. Would I did you like be that. looking forward to a, a five or another game in the series that's not a remake? Ooh. I don't know, man. I think uh, it would depend. It would depend on what kind of game that that's going to be. Who's going to be the the characters? If it's just if it's just going to be the same story arc of some weird treasure, some forgotten city, and some evil clique that's trying to beat you to the punch to get to the thing, I'm going to not want to really play that. At least not like day one. But I would get to it. So. I would say if they even if they repeat the kind of structure of the story, but there would if Donnie Dog does it with the with the strength of their writing and it has to probably be a new character maybe his so. daughter maybe his daughter um maybe mm-hmm. change it up like drastically like put it like pretty deep into the future or something or, or they can kind of go back to a younger nathan drake like around like that's right like to, to kind of mirror the movie a little bit more like that's a, right you know yeah. early stage drake a younger uh sully or and kind of how they, they can just go straight up prequel and, and do like a young sully because i think that would true because yeah, because Sully's... Uh, I, I do like me some Sully, I do. Yeah, I Sully's do. great, yeah. Uh, I also like uh, the next game that I've been playing, uh, Wolfenstein Oof. 2, The New Colossus. That's, um, a, that's a good game. I love me some Wolfenstein, man. If, if for anybody that's that's never really gave, gave this series a try and, and you've, you like a movie like Inglorious Bastards... Um, oh, yeah. You gotta come try this one. Uh, the New Order, I th- the first game uh, of like the reboot, uh, is still my favorite. But the new Colossus is just incredible. It's a five-year-old game, so it, it does show its age a little bit. Um, but I went ahead and beat the whole thing again. I played through the whole thing from start to finish. Um, I did that just too. to relive last it. Year. Um, yeah, and to, and to sort of you know kind of brace myself for something we'll talk about uh, in our checkpoint chat uh, with the Bethesda game predictions. But um, awesome story and characters. I love the ragtag cast and crew there. They're, they're so great. It's just the right amount of funny for me. Uh, I don't particularly, I talk to Pablo about this every now and again, but I don't like funny games too much. Uh, games that are just, this man don't like fun, ladies and gentlemen, life. this man don't like fun. I don't like happiness. I don't really like all that. You know, <laughs> I don't like all that. I mean, all that joy. What are you talking this about? This man said, I don't like happiness. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, but this is like the perfect blend of funny and serious to me because yeah. you have the funny moments with the, with the crew, 
um, as they're taking out the Nazis. And then you also have the somber moments like, you know, BJ Blazkowicz's backstory as a child, uh, yeah. his childhood oh, man, friend, tough. Uh, his dad, his dad, it was, his dad was big trash, um, yeah, all the way to the bitter end. Uh, and of course, one of my favorite scenes in, in all of gaming ever, uh, the death scene of BJ Blazkowicz. It's, it's, it's not really too much of a spoiler cause the game's old. And also it's not fully true you'll see kind of what i mean if but you i mean you it. can spoil i mean I, I think that this is the testament of great writing that you can get away and i'm gonna spoil spoiler alert here okay you can get away with cutting a man's head off his body all the way and attaching it to something else and yeah. you still be fully invested and not one time be like bullshit you'd be like this makes sense yeah, that, yeah. that's a testament to, to how good the writing uh, it's is. Just, it's yeah. so good man um now i will say the gameplay did not age the best um it is uh, also you're, you're wrong Sorry, you're wrong about the best thing ever. The best thing ever is when you get to beat the shit out of Hitler, isn't it? Oh, yeah, well, he, uh, you get to audition for the movie that they make about <laughs> B.J. Blazkowicz, and he is like old, senile, and like vomiting yeah. and a mess. Um, yeah. So that is kind of fun. Um, yeah, but to that point, um, you know, the villains were awesome too. Um, uh, Engel, who was the like the, the female villain of that game, she is so well done. Frau Engel, so well done. Um, but yeah, like I said, the gameplay didn't age too well. Uh, it's a little too formulaic with like finding the yeah. two officers that can call in reinforcements every single time, having yep. to kill them first. Uh, the stealth isn't super extensive or deep. Uh, it's really hard to see in that game mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. for some weird reason. I don't know. Everything's dark and no matter what I could do, I just couldn't see anything. Um, so it was a little bit of an annoyance there. But other than that, I, I love that game to death it, it, and I cannot wait uh, till um, the all but confirmed sequel that we'll be talking about uh, in a short while. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really glad I got a chance to go back and play that again with this little dry spell we have right now. And uh, yeah, I, I, now I'm kind of jonesing, man. I, I, I need a, I need, I need a BJ. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, Blask. It's, uh, sorry, guys. It's been, it's been a long day. The children, all right, man, the children. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and uh, wrap up this segment to spare me of more embarrassment. And let's jump into uh, the news segment of the show that we call Hit Points. For breaking news, rumors, and booty juice, it's time for Hit Points. All right, man. So um, we have five news items that we need to talk about in this episode. So we got a lot of stuff to unpack here. So let's not waste any time, bro. Um, news item number one, Sony has provided an early look at some of the games that will be included during the launch window of their new PS Plus service. So far, nearly 60 PS4 and PS5 games, um, including some recent first-party exclusives, along with 29 streaming PS3 titles, 29 PS1 and PS2 titles, and a handful of game trials have been confirmed. Classic titles will benefit from increased frame rates and resolution bumps, while others will feature Save Anywhere functionality and trophy support. So, Pablo, given that this is just a small dose of the full collection of titles that will be available for the service as it expands throughout the year and beyond, um, why don't I kick it over to you first? Tell me some of your first impressions of, of what we found out and how this all sits with you. Yeah, I, I, Look, I, I think that this is great. I mean, and... and I think Jim Ryan warned everyone that this wasn't going to be a Game Pass competitor 
And while he is correct, I think he might have undersold it just a tad bit. I mean, there's a lot more to this than than just a simple combining plus and and now. Uh, I, I think that um, I think that the 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 Ubisoft Plus uh, classics stuff, you know, that addition to, to to the service is really interesting. But really, my my major takeaway from this has nothing to do with 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 the new PS Plus. It's Sony reacting and adapting mid-console cycle, which is something that they don't ever really do. Like, they're pretty steadfast. That whole company, Japanese-based, they're pretty, like, hard-headed in, in their approach to stuff. Like, this is the way we're doing it. Like, like PS3 came out, you know, get a second job, motherfuckers, to, to, to pay for this. Like, it, that, that console was, like, $600 forever. You know, ultimately, you know, they caught up. But, you know, they're, they're pretty, like, pig-headed when it comes to this kind of stuff. And and that's not the case here. I mean, they, they have the superior product in terms of, like, first-person first person games. They know what they have. But that doesn't mean that they're going to rest on their laurels. And they're doing some changes here that I think is actually really uh, interesting. Um, as, for what, as for what the service actually offers, I think they're, they're really taking advantage of their legacy when it comes to their titles, uh, making the most of that. Uh, and not, we're not, we're not going to engage in a lot of what, whataboutisms here, but I think that's something that Game Pass can do because they don't have the history to, to pull from. So, you know, when, when, it looks, when you look at the older games, which regardless of what people tell you, people want to play classic games. They want to play older games. They want to di- dive back into the nostalgia. That's not just reserved for Nintendo. You know, you know people want to do that with Sony games as well. And, and with Siphon Filter specifically having trophy support, that's super dope. Like that, that. That's the kind of stuff that really uh, will put will put certain aspects of the service over uh, uh, what uh, Xbox is uh, kind of providing. But I will say, um, kind of like side note here, Ubisoft uh, Plus looks really cool. But we're talking about this offline. Ubisoft Plus, like the actual thing, has was also in that in that press release announced right to like come out on Xbox and PlayStation. It says it's coming so, later. Yeah. They have yeah, some which kind is, of you. It's like there's like a Ubisoft Plus Classic thing yeah, going but on too. Yeah, so, the, yeah. The, there's two separate things. The classic is going yeah. coming out Sony. There's gonna have 27 titles and 50 titles by the end of 2022. Uh, but there's the whole Ubisoft Plus, which is kind of like Game Pass on its own, where it's like all their games that come out day one are available on that on that service. Uh, and that was also kind of seemingly announced for PlayStation and Xbox, which is really good. But yeah, man, I I I I I don't think that they're ever going to do day one releases on their consoles uh, for for PS Plus because they don't need to, man. If they got they got the fire that, that people are going to pay for it, and they don't have to do that. See, I will say if Xbox had the same amount of first party games, right? In terms of like the uh, like in terms of like the games being as good as an Uncharted or or, or Last of Us. Game Pass might not exist in its current form, but they don't have that. They were forced to do what they had to do, and I think both companies are doing what they need to do in order to kind of progress within the console cycle. Uh, and I, I, I think this is cool. I, you know, I think a lot of people are overselling it, and there's a shitload of people underselling it. And I think that this falls somewhere in the middle. I think this is great. I'm gonna subscribe to it. I don't know which tier I'll 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 do, but I'm definitely gonna be in there. I think that they're gonna offer a lot of games, and I think that they're gonna do things with third party, like they did with uh, Shadow Warrior Three, to, to entice people, and, and maybe yeah. even have like like The Last of Us remake uh it come out and on, on the service. I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of spitballing here, but yeah. I think it's a viable. I think it's a viable uh you know program. I I I like it, and and I, and I feel like you know PlayStation is doing its own thing, and uh. You know, they don't need to compete with Game Pass. They, yeah. they, they're, they're the tastemakers. I've always said that, and that's still the case. 
Yeah, man. Um, so I'm going to tackle this with two different um, things here. First, let me kind of, you know, talk about some of the features and functionality of, of what I think so far. I think it's a, it's a nice start in terms of games. Um, there's plenty more, uh, several hundred more we have yet to see. So this is yep. just literally the beginning. A lot of people misread this blog and said, that's all? That's the only oh, games? Yeah. That's, what happened to this one? And it's like, guys, they said some, some of them. Yeah. And they it kinda, just kind of ballooned. It's it's annoying, man. But yeah, I mean, I, I do think, um, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do for the launch window and what else they add in the early goings. I get why they kind of need to stagger it out because they are adding some functionality like this. I thought it was just going to be, let's just dump games in there and call it a day. But with like the frame rate resolution boost, they have to probably test those to make sure games aren't going to like bug out. Um, yeah. Adding trophies and, and save anywhere functionality, that, t- that does take time. Um, so I can see I'm them sure, kind yeah. of trickling it out throughout the year to get to that um, ultimate number. Um, but I'm happy about it. I like all that, that those, those features. It all sounds really, really good to me. Uh, another thing that I know uh, came about that's good is that you can download previously owned classics or purchase them separately. Um, so if you already bought like an old PS2 game and you know now it's on the surface, you don't have to re you don't lose access to what you bought. You can basically download it again and or you can purchase certain old games separately without having to subscribe to the service, which is really nice too for people that just yeah. want you know, one or two games that, that came out for the service, but don't want the whole shebang. So that's cool. I do like that. Um, nice opening selection of first party PS five games. I do like that. Um, you know, demon souls and returnal and, um, and a handful of other stuff that came, uh, came out in the early goings. It's nice to see that. I, I do think that's good. Uh, some director's cuts for ghost of Tsushima and, and death stranding. That's nice. Um, and I'm just excited to see the catalog expand, but I, I do, <laughs> I, I do need to kind of go on a bit of a rant here because um, I'm kind of at this point in the discourse about PS Plus where I think it's time to kind of shut some people up um, and and our little podcast over on the corner of the internet uh, probably won't do that, but I'm going to try. <laughs> um, because here's the thing, and I, and I know you agree with this because you mentioned it, you know, when you were talking about this just now, but I am really tired of the game pass ps plus narratives and comparisons and this is something that i kind of went on about you know in in previous episodes when we talked about this stuff but i really want to lean into it one more time here um and i want to start by saying this in the world of entertainment multimedia there's a lot of subscription services out there in every form of entertainment whether it's TV and film, music, and obviously video games. And within each of those uh, mediums, there's different competitors in each space. TV and film, you have Netflix, HBO Max, and Amazon Prime Video, and all these other ones. Music, you have Spotify, Apple, uh, um, Tidal. You know. and, and now in the world of gaming, we have options like Game Pass, PS Plus, Nintendo Switch Online, and these all offer unique, distinct, and um, true-to-brand experiences that work for each company. And I think that's important yep. to call out here because it is a tale of apples and oranges, uh, as we've talked about in the show. PS Plus is not trying to be Game Pass, guys. And Game Pass is 
probably not going to try to be like PS Plus. And that doesn't mean that because they're not trying to be like each other, that one is definitively better or worse than the other. It depends on what you want as a gamer, right? Yep. The issue that I have is that ever since this PS Plus service was a rumor in Project Spartacus, from then all the way up until now, it seems like people are still stuck on the fact that, yeah, but this is just not going to compete with Game Pass. Guys, you've had months, you've had all year to get to make your peace with that. The service is not the same. It doesn't mean it's trash. It doesn't mean that it doesn't deserve to exist. It doesn't mean that no one's going to subscribe to it because I might be one of those people and I know a lot of other people that are interested in this too. Even Pablo is and, and many other people. Mm-hmm. We're just not the vocal majority right now because the issue is that it's not Game Pass enough for people. Um, Which is silly, and it's an obnoxious Game Pass. It's an obnoxious comparison, um, and I, and that leads me into this. A lot of people in the industry, in the podcast world, even just regular old gamers, have gotten exposed through this this story of PS Plus and Game Pass is is not being very knowledgeable or very savvy in gaming. I hate to say that because I don't want to sound elitist here. But what it's been showing to me is that a lot of people think that Sony gets up out of bed in the morning, metaphorically, obviously, and Microsoft gets out of bed in the morning to slit each other's throats. Like like they're (laughs) the only two brands that like they, they only care about what the other company's doing. And so a lot of podcasts and a lot of gaming, you know, uh, hubs around the internet always seem to talk about these two services like they're pitted against each other. Yeah. And that's not true. Sony They, they some, compete with each other because they exist in the same market. That's it. it by default, it. right. But By default, right. Exactly. Right. But the the other thing people have to understand is that when Sony and Microsoft get out of bed in the morning, they're also just trying to be the best Sony and Microsoft they can be. Yep. And that's what gets lost on people. Sony's not trying to put, pull a, a, a service out like Game Pass because they don't need to. It doesn't fit what they want to be as Sony. Yep. Sony's direction is very different than Microsoft. Why else are they focusing on VR and Microsoft isn't? Why else is PS Plus the way it is and not like Game Pass? Because Sony has their own path and Microsoft does too. So constantly pitting these two entities against each other, I get it, they're competitors in a space, but that doesn't mean that they always have to be like each other to be better than the other, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And another problem is, somewhere in the middle of this pitting them against each other, we've forgotten that that Nintendo exists completely, and that they're dog-walking both of these companies, (laughs) right? Shit. Um, And that, again, as I said at the top of this, Subscription-based services can exist and be different, and some can be better than others. Some can have more content or different content than others, and all of them can still thrive. So I just encourage people to stop exhausting yourselves trying to remind everybody that PS Plus is not like Game Pass. We know. And it's believe it or not, it is okay. (laughs) And it's so weird to me because this industry is very secretive. It, it operates in obfuscation uh, of, of information. And Jim Ryan was clear, this is not a Game Pass competitor. Yet, people still want to remind him that of that and also want to be like, oh, by the way, this isn't what Game Pass is. Yeah. From day one, that wasn't their intention. Hey, guys, we're going to make we're going to make oranges. 
We're going to make oranges. Guys, we're going to make oranges. In Did June, we're going to start launching oranges. We're going to we're going to make oranges. Well, why didn't Sony make apples? And that just <laughs> seems to be the never-ending <laughs> like guys, what <laughs> if you don't want an orange, then don't get an orange. Go stick with That's the it. apple. That's fine. You have so what simple. you want. But it's so simple. Relax. It it doesn't need to keep being a game pass is better than this and you know, the extremes of because Game Pass is good, everything else is trash. It's just not true. Nintendo is rolling in Nintendo Switch Online money, and I'm sure Sony's going to do just fine with this subscription model too. And and the thing is, it's just that it's stupid. And you really can tell it's a, it's it's the kind of fans that Sony and Xbox has because I don't I know a lot of Nintendo fans and nobody's like Nintendo Online isn't like Game Pass. We're the day one Zelda game. Like that's not happening there. That's not First a conversation all, that's what to be southern, had. What southern? What <laughs> southern? We live in. <laughs> well, Nintendo. See, the thing is, I'm just playing up to the people who who know that we're in Florida. They swear everybody in Florida sounds like that. Oh, they do. Okay. <laughs> I think that we all talk like this. Nintendo. N I N T E N D U H. Tender. Language of origin. It ain't American. Go ahead. <laughs> Language of origin. Uh, uh, somewhere over the way. We're is. about to say something really offensive and like. <laughs> I can feel it. Shanghai Nights. There it is. Yep. We go. The film <laughs> is good. That was a separate a thought. Okay, sorry. Anyways, we want to go ahead and move on. We good with this one? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go right. with this. We should probably move on. Uh, next uh, hit point news item. Smaller bit of news, but an interesting one. Um, according to industry insider Jeff Grubb, um, in some Naughty Dog news, he has stated, quote, I keep hearing that it's coming out this year, this holiday, when it comes to the rumored remake of 2013's critically acclaimed The Last of Us. So, Pablo, this isn't the first time we've heard that, A, this remake exists, and B, that the potential of it coming out this year is also real. But this is another voice in the proverbial room that um, is saying this is pretty much a given. So so he, he expanded on that again, and what he said is that he heard directly from them is that they are looking at this like The Witcher 3 and Witcher 3 show, where... The Witcher 3 came out and it did well. And then when the show came out, the game sold even more. So I think that the show was slated to come out this year. And so they were working on the game for that to be the case. Uh, But the show was pushed back to 2023. They still want this to come out in the holiday. And then when people start watching the show in spring, it's already there. Yeah, it's already. But here's the thing. I think that a lot of people are saying that making this game is redundant. And I agree with that to a certain extent, but also it's smart because when you look at what the show is going to offer and if it's any good new players, old players, whatever, they're going to go on to play the last of us. And if they go back to that old game, they might be turned off a little bit, but if they go back to this and they have like this incredible graphical upgrade that maybe it's running on the same last of us two engine or something of that sort that's gonna really, you know, put this series, the TV and the and the and the and the video game series, uh, on a higher pedestal. Like people are really gonna look up to this game and be like, "Oh man, that's that's so cool." Yeah. And, and and in turn, it's just gonna get them over to Last of Us Two, and then potentially whatever they have in place for Last of Us Three. With Sony uh, really pushing their kind of like uh, TV and movie stuff, this is a perfect marrying of those two kind of things, and it, it really makes a lot of sense for it's me. It's very smart. It, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's redundant. Yeah, it's it's a tad redundant. But is would it, would I like to see the Last of Us with the Last of Us Two engine if that's what they're doing? <laughs> Absolutely, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I was um, initially of the camp where I thought it was kind of an unnecessary remake at first. And uh, I talked to um, a friend of the show, good friend of mine, Will, and he made a fair point. He, you know, when you think about the fact that this game first came out in 2013, that's not exactly, you know, uh, a couple years ago. That's almost a decade, right? Almost a decade, nine years. Um, The remaster came out one year later. So if you really want to get technical, we can say eight years ago is when we got the last best version of The Last of Us. But even then, I mean, that didn't look much better. It just kind of performed better. So I am kind of um, going to I'm going to walk back what I've said in the past about this. And I actually do think it's a good time to do this, not only for, as you called out, the the, the status of the HBO series um, and just trying to synchronize with that. But I also think um, it's a good time to. Um, keep The Last of Us relevant just in general. It's a good reason to get factions out, um, ideally alongside this remake, to incentivize a little bit more. Um, If they manage to do that, I think um, that would be really awesome because then you have a comprehensive single-player and multiplayer experience, which will probably be more of a live service um, per Sony's initiatives, right? And then that'll keep the game kind of alive and running up till the release of the HBO show, if that makes sense. So I think if yeah. you're looking at it from that perspective and they can manage to get factions out at the same time, I think this is going to be a really, really nice um, bow to put at the end of Sony's um, uh, year. So, uh, and this would make for a pretty strong year for them. I mean, you know, we're still that waiting be- to hear about God of War and Final Fantasy 16, if they're going to make the cut. Um, having they- this at the very least would be nice though. They doubled down a little bit on God of War just yesterday when they said it's going to have over 60 um, accessibility options for God of War, which is coming out later this year. So so, uh, with that being said, you know, them kind of reiterating that it's coming out at the end of the year. If you have Final Fantasy 16, God of War, and this remake... And that's I see on the Horizon cake. and Gran Turismo and yeah, Sifu. that's a that's a hell of that's a hell of a year. I mean, that's that's a great year. That's a no, great year. That's a that's an amazing year, really, if you think about it. Because yeah. you have Horizon, which is one of your bigger franchises, and you have God of War. Anything else that's uh, on that is, is cake. When you look at last year's releases, we got a DLC basically expansion for Spider Man, and we got Returnal for better or worse. However, you guys feel Ratchet about that as game. well. But, you know, and Ratchet, yeah, which is that one's the standout of the of right. the three, I think. But so uh, ultimately, I. I this potentially we're talking about a barren wasteland, the fall, so on and so forth, as being one of the worst game, one of the worst years in video games. Uh, no, uh, this is one of the worst years in video games for Xbox. That's it. Uh, Nintendo's about to have a banger year, and so is Sony. Uh, so far, so it looks good. Yeah. yeah so this is, this would be the icing on that cake. All right, Pablo. Well, speaking of remakes, let's get to news item number three. This one might pique your interest. Rumors are swirling. That Rockstar Games are working on a remake of the original Red Dead Redemption alongside a next-gen update for Red Dead Redemption 2. According to several unnamed sources at Rockstar, the next-gen version of Red Dead Redemption 2 began development sometime around late 2020, and the initial plan was that both titles, 
uh, were to release together as sort of a combo collection. However, it's not yet known whether that still remains the case. Uh, in fact, uh, it sounds like it might be unlikely for that to happen. Um, but regardless of how they release these two games, what is your take on this rumor uh, as a big RDR fan? And um, what may or may not get you excited about it? How are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I I kind of fall in the same in the same kind of bracket with The Last of Us uh, remake, where this seems a little redundant to remake the uh, Red Dead Redemption, but, I mean, that game did come out a very long time ago, and seeing it with that kind of, uh, with the same kind of upgrade that maybe um, Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to get, that'd be pretty dope. However, I, I, if it's just a remake, a straight-up remake of the game, like, just frame for frame, everything the same, I would say it's a missed opportunity. I think they can reframe and recontextualize the first Red Dead Redemption with having, like, John Marston actually mention Arthur. Uh, like, you know, if they recontextualize that just a little bit and, yep. and make the proper kind of adjustments to make uh, to make part two uh, make a lot more sense because you know I love part two. It's it's my favorite. It's my favorite of the series. I love it more than one now. But when you look back at one, certain things fall into place. Dutch Javier Escuela, uh, yeah, all that stuff works really well. Except Arthur, who is like the who's the father figure of John Marston, not mentioned in that game in any way and at all. Just seems a little off. I think if they were to remake it, recontextualize, and and kind of fit, make the pieces of two fit into one. Oh, that'd be amazing. That 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 that's worth doing, and I think that they should do that. Uh, but we'll see if that's the case. That's the only way that I would be like absolutely ecstatic about this. Other than that, it'd be really cool to have and, and replay it, sure. But uh, if they are able to do that, fit those two games together, and if the original plan was to release them together, I hope that's what that means. Uh, but yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I I think it's interesting because when you really think about it. If you've played Red Dead Redemption 2, you know that, and this hopefully isn't a spoiler, but um, after the Arthur Morgan uh, portion of the game, you actually go back to playing as John Marston. Everybody! And, uh, <laughs> yo, raspy his voice of all... He sounds <laughs> like his lungs are black lungs. Um, yeah, he's black lung. Black lung. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that directed at me? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, black heart, black soul, you know? True. Hey, happiness! You but said that we've covered that on top of the show. Shut up. <laughs> here's here's the interesting little thing to think about, Pablo. If you think back, a lot of the first game's location was already remade in Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah. So, in theory, the fact that they're remaking Red Dead Redemption, allegedly, um, it makes a lot of sense because they already have assets from. What sure. they made in Red Dead Redemption 2 to save them some time, hopefully. Um, I do agree with you, though. I do think they need to recontextualize Arthur Morgan's presence um, in the original game. I would I would honestly um, flip them in a weird way. I actually hope they come out together because it should. you should be able to play that game's story in the correct chronological order, in my That's opinion. Right. So start like literally let people play as this 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 big experience called Red Dead Redemption whatever collection, and let them, and force them to start with Red Dead Redemption two basically into yeah the first one. Um, I would like to see the 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 cool. zombie nightmare DLC undead nightmare yeah undead nightmare yeah that'd be I'm a about good... to say it's like they got they 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 gotta make that they gotta make that too because that you're talking about best DLCs of all time that's my number one. 
It's really good. I, I loved it more than the original Red Dead Redemption, to be honest with you. Oh, now you sacrilegious and you you saying shit on this podcast that you can't say without without talking to me before because I don't want I don't want my family to be doxxed. You are saying some crazy shit right now. <laughs> that that went that went in a place that We gotta talk about this off air before you say wild shit like that. <laughs> it's better. Undead better than the original. Oh my god. Oh I'm listen. It's better than Red Dead listen, Redemption too, if you really want to get spicy. Yeah, nah, I'll man. Throw some Tabasco I, on it. This is, I quit this show. Little, <laughs> little Chipotle. I mean, you know, undead, undead Nightmare is really, 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 really good as a spinoff. Um, I, right. I, I hope, I hope that this would kind of bleed into potentially, possibly them continuing the series with Jack Marston because Red Dead Redemption Two is a prequel to Red Redemption One. Yeah, not confusing. And at the end of Red Redemption One, a lot like Red Redemption Two, you do take control of uh, John Marston's son, which is Jack Marston, who's seen uh, in Red Redemption Two as a little kid. So it's a really cool kind of like um, legacy thing. And I hope that if they do make more, that Jack Marston is is the main protagonist, or our girl, Sadie Sadler. Adler. Yeah, um, I think that would be really dope as well. But anyway, that's I think, going on. I, I feel like we're not going to get them together. I, I I think in the end we'll probably get the next-gen Red Dead Redemption 2 maybe this year um, as a kind of a holiday Ooh. thing for, for Rockstar. They always – it seems like they always want to have one thing out, um, you know, per year. I think, and I think this would probably be an easiest win. And they, they might save the Red Dead Redemption remake for maybe next year or the year after. That would be my prediction there. But, but – I- I'm excited either. I, way. I will I will say though, if this comes in kind of sacrifice of Grand Theft Auto 4 remake, which also has been rumored, I don't want this. I want I want Grand Theft Auto 4 remake. That 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 game deserves a remake because it needs to be back in the people's eye. But um anyway, oh, we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. I mean, it seems like this is the priority if it's been in development for two years yeah, now. Yeah. So probably gotta wait on four. Um speaking of four, news item number four, right? Um uh-huh. Okay. Ah, man, it's been rough. Uh, In a recent interview, Norman Reedus has confirmed that he is working on the sequel to 2019's Death Stranding. Reedus didn't share any specific information about the sequel, but it's safe to assume that his slip-up is indeed legitimate. So, Pablo, you're the Death Stranding guy. You know me, I think Kojima's a how. So I'm going to let you go first, and then I'll go ahead and chime in with my thoughts. How do you feel about this news? How's this hitting mm-hmm. you, Death Stranding guy? I'm a big fan of Death Stranding, obviously. Uh, unsure what Death Stranding 2 would look like. The game seemed pretty final in its story. Um, rehashing any of that would be redundant. Honestly, uh, I can't say I'm too excited for that. However, I will say, if Kojima takes Death Stranding 2 and completely changes what that game is, like no more UPS delivery guy, you know, it's it's Norman Reedus' character uh, in that world and even make it a lot closer in playstyle to maybe uh, Metal Gear or something of that sort. I would be interested to see his how he would work that sequel in, into existence. I I don't I, I would really think that would be a mistake to release Death Stranding 2 and it be, all right, time to start carrying packages again. Like, it just feels... Wait, and before you go with your package on your backpack here, hold this ugly baby, too, while you're doing That's right, yeah, yeah. And, that, and listen, the, the, the ending of that, of, of that whole entire kind of uh, the story, I, I, I thought it was really good. I, I really liked that quite a bit. But they can't... The relationship between... 
Baby and, 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 and Norman Reedus' character. That was like a big part of the game. They can't do that again. They, 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 they there's, there's no, like, you can't redo that. There's no way of making that a thing again. So I would almost think that even if Death Stranding 2 is real and it is coming out, I almost believe, and I've kind of convinced myself, that it is going to be a completely different approach to the game in terms of, like, uh, it's not going to be delivering stuff. I think it's going to be something a lot more concentrated on, you know, uh, on the political aspect of the game, uh, because that's something that they kind of hinted towards at the end of the game itself, and kind of the stuff that's happening uh, in that world. I, I, I think that if they focus on the that, and rather than the talking these packages over here, I, I, I listen, I like that about Death Stranding, but I, I, I like it as a unique kind of thing that Death Stranding was. And part two would just be, doing the same stuff over and over again, I, it would just feel, it would feel not good. I I, I think I, I was able to overlook a lot of the, the stupid shit about that game because I liked the story so much, and that story was pretty much it's done. You know, you can't rehash any of that again. All right, y'all. Rant number two. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, not too long ago, as, um, you know, in the episode that is in infamy now, Hideo Kojima as a hoe, um, the, the initial story behind that was that at one point there was a rumor because Death Stranding was, was suddenly added to the PlayStation Studios banner that maybe Kojima Productions was the next studio to get snatched up. And I think the reason why they did that image is probably because of this. Uh, because Sony does own the IP for Death Stranding. Hooray for them. So, um, real so quick, it's, it probably makes sense. To, that, that's why. To kind of interject real quick, um, Jeff Grubb had a, like a Q&A thing, and I actually asked him about this, and he responded. He said Sony, he believes that Sony and Kojima both own the IP together. Oh, and it's a so like nobody, yeah, nobody else can make it but Kojima. But because of that, there's a possibility that Sony doesn't publish the game and could it come on other platforms? Probably not, but maybe, uh, so maybe Sony, you know, it, it, like you said, that's probably why the banners is because Sony's going to make this part of their, 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 their right. Uh, the family. IPs and whatnot comes to. Yeah. yeah. The family. Right. Now here's the thing. Um, I, I'm not going to retread my thoughts about death stranding. I I've, I've given it a valiant effort, uh, both when it came out and with the director's cut, I, I tried. So I, I'm not going to retread the fact that Death Stranding is not for me. I do agree with you that they do need to change the formula um, pretty much entirely. And I don't think it's going to be too much of a reach because Kojima likes to theme out everything about a video game for better or for worse. Um, and I, th I think they've done all they can do with the first game's concept, especially with the director's cut. You've added on all these extra bells and whistles on traversing and all that stuff. Yeah. You can't do much more than that. I think they're going to have to do something different. Um, if I'm Sony, I'm talking to Kojima and I'm sitting him down and I'm saying, listen, we're with you again. Let's run it back. But you can't make another one of those. You, you're going to, to what you said, Pablo, like, if I'm Sony, I'm telling him, look, you got to make this into a, a, a game that people want to play. Like a lot yeah. of people want to play. Um, and I don't know what the, obviously what the discussions are about that. But 
I, I think it needs to be as much as I hate to stifle his creativity. It's got to be a more traditional game. I would say action yeah. adventure. It could still be open world, but it needs to be something that is easier to grasp than the first game. Because if you're just going to run that back again and it's just more creepy, obscure, uh, weird stuff happening and, and a bunch of well, exposition, lore, terminology that's hard to grasp for people. It's just it's just kind of a, a, a weird franchise to bring back then. I think you have to make it, it, it over in a little, a little bit of an extent here. Look at it like this. Look at art house films. You know, art house films come out all the time. They're conceptually weird. They're not traditional films in any way. They never get a sequel or a part two or a trilogy. That's not what those are about. They're about this concept. They're about, you know, telling a story in a different way. And I think that Kojima did that with the first Death Stranding. Sure. Sony owns the IP. Sony wants to make more. That's fine. And I think that you there's room to make a part two, but in a whole different light, in a whole different kind of more traditional way. And I uh, something that's closer to, to Metal Gear without being Metal Gear. Maybe you know they, they can get around that in that way. Yeah. But you can't make a sequel to that game as is because it just wouldn't be impactful. You can't do the same thing with the with the baby stuff, which was you know its own thing and it was weird, different. You can't do that again. Maybe no. you could have them there, but as it being the the conceit of the story, like the whole no. You can't do that. Anymore. Right. Right. Exactly. So now here, here's what I would be telling. Here's what I'd be in, in encouraging Kojima to do with this game. I would obviously, I don't think this is a real conversation that would happen, but if I'm Sony, I would say, Hey, why don't, why don't you set this game like seven, eight years after the first one? So BB is grown up a little bit and is a kid and you've got the Norman Reedus car- uh, Sam Bridges, right? can be a little bit of that God of War, parent, guardian, child sort of tandem type of experience, but your own weird Kojima twist on it, where the kid is able to be more active in in the gameplay or, um, you know, just more of a presence instead of just this thing in an incubating machine thing. Um, And try to build something a little bit more action-driven around that um, as a concept. If, 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 If I'm, that's what I'm hoping for if I'm Sony. If I'm Kojima, I can't screw this up. Yeah, I can't screw this up. I can, uh, you know, I can sit on the high horse all I want. I'm Kojima. I make art house type of movies and uh, movie like games and, and cinematic flair and all this stuff. Hollywood actors and rubbing elbows with this guy and that guy. But at the end of the day, you got to maintain that relationship with Sony because you want to be independent. You want to be a hoe. You want to be for the streets, so you got to keep the streets happy, right? And Sony owns a big part of the block, so you got to make sure they're 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 content with running this back again. Because you know, if I'm Sony, I'm a little I'm I'm excited. I still got you working with me, but I'm a little, I'm still looking at you a little funny, um, especially because I'm hearing you're talking to Microsoft potentially. You were out there horn out to Google Stadia for a while. Like, I want to make sure your head's in the game, you know, and that you're not just gonna churn out another Death Stranding one and call it two and call it a day. So I don't think I'm going to rock with this unless it's drastically different. Um, but we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see how it turns out. But I mean, look, I don't know about there's this. There's already, 
Yeah, it's already complicated. Like, you know, Sam himself is Clifford Unger's baby who died and was reborn on the beach. And so he has these, it's already a lot of that stuff. Like, so you can, you can do something like that with, 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 uh, you know, with Sam and his baby. There's a lot of complex things that can, that can, Kojima can really sink his teeth into. And you don't have to do that whole, you know, delivery man stuff anymore. Like he's, he's done with that. So yeah. if Sam's done with that, then we shouldn't, we shouldn't need to go back to doing that. Yeah, and hopefully, like I said, there's a, there's some years apart from the first game where the landscape of the world has changed now that everybody's connected and blah, 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 right. so you don't need to anymore. But we'll see what happens. Um, I'll, I'll keep tabs on it, but I, I'm not holding my breath. Um, yep. Fifth and final news item on our hit points. Uh, this is going to probably transition a bit into our checkpoint chat of Xbox and Bethesda game showcase predictions, most likely, so we don't have to stay on this too long, Pablo. But uh, nevertheless, Sony Corporation's recent corporate strategy meeting um, has indicated uh, through their their meeting that the company doesn't actually seem to own any marketing deal for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 this year. The Call of Duty franchise uh, has been completely omitted uh, from the slide that they showed uh, regarding current and future marketing deals. So, this is an interesting one, because if this is true, Pablo, and PlayStation's agreements... Uh, for the Call of Duty franchise are seemingly over. Um, what's your take on that? So I did a little research on this, and I think what's happening here is that Sony is omitting that from their slideshow for a reason. Phil was went on record saying that Sony con- contract for marketing ends next year in 2023. Uh, I, I think the agreement probably still stands. However, this was penned in 2015, so they're two years before Game Pass came out. So there's probably no stipulation in it saying that Modern Warfare 2 can't come out on Game Pass or something of that sort. And that's probably what I'm thinking might happen. And so maybe Sony's omitting it from its uh, kind of its presentation. So that way they're not giving basically free press uh, to the fact that this game is coming out. And then when it does, it'll be on Game Pass or something of that sort. Mm. I, I, you know, I honestly don't know. There's, there's a lot of stuff happening here. They could have easily avoided the contract stuff. We won't know about, um, honestly. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I honestly think that this game has a potential to come out on Game Pass, but I, I, I don't know exactly where they stand with Sony and what, what they're looking at in terms of the marketing deal. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Sony, I'm not. I'm not sweating this. If if it's if it, if this is true, I'm not really gonna lose sleep about it because um, it's still coming out on PlayStation, and and at the very least, you have that. It would suck if you can't market it, you know, and have exclusive stuff like you were able to with like Vanguard and and uh, and whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's inevitable that the, the tides are gonna turn at some point. If it happens to happen soon. Um, I think this is the but best they, year for that to happen because at least you might have God of War, Ragnarok, The Last of Us, and potentially Final Fantasy 16 to take the attention off of the fact that it's not your baby anymore, basically. And Xbox been, I think Xbox already said that that Call of Duty, future Call of Duty games are still coming out on everything, right? I think they said for the next two to three years, guaranteed. Okay, yeah, so you know... I, it sucks, but also I don't know if Sony would want to hold the marketing agreement, paying something, you know, paying out the ass for something yeah. that's going to be on Game Pass year and year out. It's kind of like redundant because, like, yeah, we're, every time we talk about it, we just give 
Xbox free press. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same so as with it, Bethesda it, almost. Yeah, so it's almost like let's not even let's not even really talk about it anymore. But but that's the stuff they probably don't have to worry about that ever again. But with with this stuff, yeah, it's the same thing with the show. It's funny because I'm I always you know I'm I'm watching ba- a baseball game on the phone and I'm actually playing the show and a commercial comes on. And it's like Sony Studios. And it's like oh, and it's like oh yeah, I'm playing it on my Xbox. So it it, it is a weird, a little yeah, weird for them. yeah, for sure. Um, but I don't have much else to add to this one. Um, I, I think it'll just be a wait and see thing as far as what happens. Yeah. But I don't think yeah, this yeah. is a major blow um, for Sony if if this is the truth. But uh, let's go ahead and get to the main event of this uh, episode, man. This is going to be an exciting one. Let's not waste any time. Let's jump into it now for the checkpoint chat. <laughs> It's time for the Checkpoint Chat. All right, homie. So uh, this week's Checkpoint Chat is going to be a fun one. Um, So with the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase um, coming soon, and just based on all of the conversations about Starfield and Redfall delays and what have you, um, Pablo had the idea of of kind of posing a, a, a challenge to each other of like, figuring out what Xbox needs to do to sort of win us back at this showcase. So we decided to take that question, blow it up into a full-blown predictions um, episode of the show um, to talk about some things that we think uh, are going to happen at this event or should happen at this event to kind of help redeem uh, what's been kind of a, a tough year for Xbox so far on the software side, to say the least. So uh, we're going to tackle this in phases try to keep this organized for you listeners. We're going to start with talking about the kind of tone and messaging that we want from this event as the first uh, part. Then we're going to shift into some games, starting with first-party work uh, coming from, number one, uh, Microsoft Game Studios titles. Um, And then we'll transition into first-party Bethesda Studio titles. And then rounding out our uh, predictions, we will end this show with... Uh, some third-party game predictions that may uh, or may not pertain to some Game Pass agreements, um, depending on on what we cover. Um, So uh, that's kind of the gist of the segment. I'm really excited about this one, Pablo. I'm curious to know what you think about uh, each of these these, uh, discussion points here. But let's start with the tone and the messaging of this event. Pablo, all things considered, with the kind of few weeks that xbox has had with what we know the tale of the tape is what's the kind of tone and messaging you think yeah. would be best for this uh showcase in your opinion yeah i think it's 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 all <clears throat> it could be kind of condensed into one word and that's confidence um you know weirdly enough they had a really bad couple of weeks but with all that said they've actually created kind of a buzz for what their showcase is going to do. People are very morbidly curious as to what exactly Xbox is going to do in order to kind of, you know, rectify what they've, in essence, broken with their 2022 schedule. Here's the thing. I I think the general sentiment is that Phil Spencer wouldn't have delayed this game if there's something that he has ready for 2022. That's not true. I don't believe that at all. The year that the Xbox Series X and S came out, they had one game, Halo. He delayed that. He this they're in good shape. I mean, they they market leaders right now this year. This 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 wasn't even a hard. I'm sure it was a hard choice, but this was the hardest choice he had to make. So I I, I think that when I when I'm going to talk about predictions coming down the road, I'm I'm being a little bit realistic in terms of what I think they'll show. But really, whatever it is, they have to be confident. I don't want them to be overtly apologetic. 
I don't I don't want the consist the constant. I'm, we're sorry. We're sorry. It is what it is. Making games is hard. I'm not mad that Starfield is delayed, really, because in that sense, you're going to p- potentially make a better game. What I am upset about is planning. You don't have anything to. You, all you had was this, and 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 Xbox has constantly done this. They've delayed games out of a certain year and have nothing to show for uh, in first party, uh, and that's something that they need to to kind of get right. Uh, and so I just want them to be confident in what they show. I want them to focus on the immediate future without completely forgetting about the future of what they're what what they have going on. So I, I, I want them to show gameplay. I want them to show uh not just a, a, a title flash of a, a game that's coming. I want them to, <laughs> to show the game and I want them to be very confident in what they show. You know, yeah. I, 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 far far too often are we seeing a lot of these companies, not just Xbox, but everybody else, just Doing CG trailers and 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 uh, we do need to see some gameplay here, specifically from Xbox. Everything that they show that's either 2022 or 2023 has to be has to have some gameplay. So it's all about confidence. That's how you, and that's how you prove confidence, uh, especially in Starfield. If you don't show any gameplay in Starfield, you, there's something going on there, and and so it's all about confidence for me. Okay, yeah, I don't think we're too far apart here. Um, I you know I. I won't beat a dead horse too much, but if you heard me over the last few episodes, uh, listeners, you know that I've been very, very adamant about the focus uh, uh, of the show. And that would be my word if I had to pick one myself. I want this to be a focused show. Um, And starting with what you just kind of left off with, this really ought to be focused on 2022 and 2023. I don't care to see anything beyond next year because save that for next year. I mean, plain and simple. Um, It's just tiresome to keep getting all these announcements about games that we don't end up hearing about or seeing again for years and years and years. Um, I've half jokingly called it the MIA collection on the show and for good reason. And um, I, you know, we'll get into what some of our predictions are and if we're going to see any of those MIA games. There's, there's a few that I think you told me that we're probably not going to see according to recent scuttlebutt. Um, yeah, but I think I, I, I don't believe all that because that scuttlebutt was before the delay of certain games. Right, yeah. right. So I, I do think that some stuff has probably moved around. Now, I will say, um, again, to Pablo's point, this needs to be CG free. Um, this, this cannot be more of that. They have hyped up gameplay, gameplay, gameplay as part of this showcase, which is sorely needed. Um, I don't want any title cards like Pablo said, unless it's after gameplay, um, or, or just a really good extensive trailer that, that, that shows gameplay spliced in. That'd be fine. If, as long as it's real time, something, you know what I mean? And, and you can show us beyond 2020. Three, if you've already done your due diligence to 2022 and in, in, in 2023 in that sense. Like, if you show the gameplay of all the games that are coming within the next two years, and then you want to tease something for 2024 or 2025 or, 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 un, or undated, you can do that, and that's fine, but you have to really, really, really show what you have. Because, look, the issue is Sony talks about games that, won't come out for years but they have a proven track record that when the game once the game does come out it's fire xbox does not have that track record at all so they they have to be very confident in, in what they show for the next few years before they even 
think about showing me something for 2024 because man yeah that that'd be wild i if, i don't if want any anything. portion of the show yeah if any of the portion of the show is dedicated to fable or anything of like that without showing us anything you know solid that's problem yeah yeah i mean i i don't want anything from 2024 re- almost regardless and the reason why is because i think xbox has had a tendency of trying to overwhelm players with quantity of, oh my God, it was just games after games after games. And then we get to the year of, right? We get to 2022 mm-hmm. and it ain't got no games. So it's, yep. I just, I, I just don't want to keep getting overwhelmed by stuff that's way off in the distance as like an, a, a tool to get me excited because I, I need to know more about the here and now more than I need to know about the future long term. I know you're going to have games at that point. Your pipeline's going to be in great shape by then. I get that. What yeah. about now? And that's why I hope they answer uh, for me in terms of tone and yeah. messaging. So, honest to kind of wrap this part up, I think what they need to do is make everybody forget by the end of 2023. Have everybody forget the disaster that was 2022. Yeah, that's got to be their goal. Absolutely. Because if 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 next year you got all these games come out next year, and, and they're all fire, nobody's gonna think. Nobody's gonna talk about 2022. No, nobody's gonna care if you got avowed and you got Hellblade two and you got like you know all these incredible games uh, out you know Starfield, um, what is a Redfall, all those games out. Like if you have them on twenty twenty three and they're all bangers, nobody's gonna think about twenty twenty two. Exactly. Last thing I'll say as far as apologies go, I do want an acknowledgement of you know. Yeah. Listen, they know you know the the even if it's the stock. Hey, we hear your feedback, and we know that you know you're really excited about this year, and we want to make sure we deliver. And you know, even if it's something introductory like that, it doesn't have to be groveling and oh, baby, please, baby, please. Um, but I, I almost don't care to hear that from Phil. I want to hear that from like Todd Howard. I was just gonna say, I don't yeah. need Phil to say that. I I would yeah. like Bethesda to take ownership of that of, of that message because. You were everywhere when it was coming out on time. Now you're nowhere when it isn't. Um, so you said it least... was written in pen, the release date. That's what you said. What's that? As, uh, it wasn't Todd Howard. It was, uh, what's the other guy from Todd Bethesda? Hines? Peter Hines? Yeah, yeah, Peter Hines said that the release date of Starfield was written in pen. He said that last year. Well, Todd Howard told him to say it. How about that? Uh, yeah, I, I but no, no, no. What I'm saying is Todd <laughs> Howard had the whiteout. He's like, oh, you wrote that shit in pen? Here's some whiteout. Whiteout. <laughs> That stuff always got stuck in my fingers too. I hated using whiteout, man. Ugh, hey, what are you, some kind of dumb? You don't know how to use whiteout? You don't put it on your fingers. You don't like smudge it on your fingers. Shut up. Let me be moved. <laughs> it was like the brush one, like the brush. Thing. Yeah, I know. Those oh, are the man, worst. That's yeah. that terrible. All right, let's move on. Um, so I'm bringing Top back five whiteouts. <laughs> um, let's jump into some games, though, right? That's what we're all there to see. And. Um, what me and Pablo did was uh, we decided to think of roughly five games um, for both the, the Microsoft side of the first party and the Bethesda side of the first party. So we'll take our time on each one. Uh, and we're going to briefly talk about each of our five predictions um, and why we think they should be there and what we might see. Who knows? Um, Pablo, you want me to go first or you want to go ahead and go first? What, what do you think? It's up to you. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, cool. So uh, we won't take. We'll go kind of roundish robin on this one. We're not going to go game by game here. We'll just kind of go by uh, segment here. So as as far as Microsoft's first party, I have five games on my list, and they are uh, as follows. Number one, I think this one is hopefully a foregone conclusion, but Senua Saga 
Hellblade 2, I think, should have a presence at the event. Um, ideally, this would be one of those apology, we'll get this out to you this year games to make up for Starfield being delayed in Redfall as well. Um, last time we saw it was at, um, I think it was with Jeff Keighley's uh, thing, wasn't it? Whatever yeah, that event yeah. was. And yeah, Summer Game Fest. Summer Ads Fest, that's right. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it looks Summer, like, hey, I can't believe I'm in the Game Fest. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, yes, I think this should be there. Um, I'm really excited to see. We've already seen gameplay of it, which looked really good. I want to see more. Uh, I, I, I guess I want to see more intense portions of the game to see if, what the combat's like and stuff like that. The, the initial reveal was a little slow. Um, which I want to see gameplay that has the HUD. Like it's not just a a, a slice. Yeah. I want to see like actual on the stage somebody playing the game. Right. Like the I don't need like the slow walking through a cave and you know turning the camera to see like birds flying off in the like I don't need that kind of walkthrough. I want to see something more intense. Um, and I think they'll show that. I do think that it will be at the event. Um, and I am I'm really really hoping we get like an October November ish release window for this game. Um, I'd be disappointed if this came out next year. I would. I'd be a little tight. I, I can't lie. Um, so let me let me jump. Go ahead and go finish. Because yeah, I have to go finish on my, my five, and then yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll tag you in. Um, next game I have for, uh, Forza Motorsport. Uh, this one is going to be the like the the sim racing game, the Gran Turismo equivalent, live service Ooh. type of thing. I think we're gonna get it. I yeah, think yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be. One of those ones, they're going to have to be careful of when they show it. Um, I would kind of sandwich this in between the more buzzworthy blockbuster kind of games so that it doesn't feel like we're just we're hanging our hat on forts of this year, guys. Like, I don't want it and to that's feel my, like and that. And that's my fear. I hope that, that that's not what they're hanging their hat exactly. on. I hope they don't have a car on stage and they're like, leading <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Look at, yeah, yeah, I don't need that. I, 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 I'm cool with seeing it at the event. I know it's real and I know there's an audience for it. I'm more of a Horizon guy myself. It's cool. Just be careful of when you show this thing. If it starts to feel like this is all you got, because of the sequence that you're putting it in the, the showcase, I'm gonna be a little, I'm gonna be a little worried for a bit. Tough, but we'll see. Game I'm gonna number come on three. The show and go nuts. That's what. I, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Game number three. This one's been rumored. Uh, this probably would have been a hit point uh, this week if it wasn't for the segment here. But um, there's been rumors uh, swirling again that a Gears of War collection is going to be a thing, uh, and potentially coming out. Uh, by the end of this year. So I have that penciled in my predictions. I think we will see this. Um, I think it'll probably be called something to the effect of Gears of War, the Phoenix Files or the Phoenix Collection or something like that. Um, so it'll like feature- penis. <laughs> why, you, why, you, why are you doing this to my turn? <laughs> I'm, tro- <laughs> I'm trolling all your games. Watch. Um, but no, I, file. I think <laughs> that's how I got it from. Um, I think this is going to look pretty cool. Um, I am going to be especially interested to see um, what they do with the multiplayer. Uh, if they have something more akin to what Master Chief Collection was, they have to. Um, I think they do have to do that. I am also um, curious to see if any one of those games included will be given like the the anniversary edition treatment as well. Um, maybe Gears of War Two can get that kind of love because the original already got kind of an update. That would be a nice little... It got a big update. It looks great. Yeah. That would be a nice little bonus. Um, So I will definitely be keeping an eye out on that. 
Again, same as Forza Motorsport. I'd be careful where you place that on the show because a collection like that is cool, but people kind of want some new stuff to see. So I would be a little careful yeah. with that. Um, I don't have this on my list, but I will say that they have for in order for this to work for me, it has to have some changes into the visuals of two, three, judgment, if judgment is included. Oh, for sure. And even yeah. a little bit of Blizzard 4. Like it can't just be like these are the games. They have to have something on there. And I hope one of them, like you said, has like a like a really big upgrade to them. Because yeah. if they don't have that, that, what's the point of just kind of bunching all these games together if they exist already on Game Pass? So it, 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 they have to have something a little bit more that's going to entice me to this. Yeah, exactly. So I hope, and here's to hoping they will. Um, yeah. Game number four. Uh, this is an obvious one, but I did throw Starfield in there. Do need to see it. Yep. This is going to be a very interesting one, though. Just as we said at the top of this, need to see, need to see some humble, some humble pie. So are you on stage? Are you in Bethesda already? No, no, no. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I did skip ahead. My bad. Um, Warzone Two. I have that in tentatively for first party for Microsoft. Um, I think this is the way they can kind of get around the Modern Warfare Two thing. Um, regardless of what's going on with yeah. the whole agreement with Sony. Um, Warzone 2 is real. It's happening. It's obviously going to be multi-platform. We all know that. but It's free to play. It's free to play, of course, right? But I do think Xbox will obviously douse this with um, exclusive perks and, and Battle Pass stuff that's exclusive to the Xbox version. I wouldn't even be shocked if they made it a timed exclusive for a few months. Um, oh wow! I I that's more of a bolder prediction, but I think they have that's bold. They have the ability to do that. It's still coming to but other consoles, they, but they never said it has to come out all at the same time. So PC and is, Xbox would be a nice yeah. a nice start. Just saying. My only thing with that is that they don't own it yet. Yeah, it's tricky with Activision because it's all still in progress. So this is still but maybe kind of, maybe maybe Activision is like, yeah, you can have it for a dollar, you know, <laughs> you know that type of bullshit. Yeah, um, and the last one that I have on my list, and this one is more of a reach um, because we've heard so much about trouble development. But I would like to see Perfect Dark. I would like to see it. Who wouldn't, right? I'd right. like to also know it's coming out in 2023 too. I don't know. I, this is me just kind of throwing it out there as a hope more than anything I've heard. Yeah. But it would be nice to see, even if it's just a two-minute trailer, let me see what she looks like. Show me, let a, me see what it is. First person, third person. Like, What are we doing? Yeah, I just want to know what it is. Uh, a little bit of gameplay, a little bit of story. Give me some premise, and I'm, I'm cool. Um, and, and I think I'll be more than happy with that. I doubt we're going to get that, but if you want to have a really, really good show I would love to see Crystal Dynamics show what they've been working on uh, so far. Um, but that, yeah. Pablo, is my five games. I kind of spoiled one of them, but it was an obvious one for Bethesda anyway. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Let me tag you in now. Tell me what you yeah. got. My five, I, I themed it a little bit. I think that Xbox, in order for them to kind of dig themselves out of this, they have to lean on experienced studios that actually have had uh, actual success with their games and so uh, the first game that I kind of want to see it's a game that's been rumored since last year uh, apparently been in the works for a bit it's Pentiment which is Obsidian's uh, Entertainment's CRPG uh, it's rumored to be very much like uh, Disco Elysium, no combat. It's all about kind of like, you know, interactions with, 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 with characters. And it's very much like that. If you know, if you're familiar with Disco Elysium, this is what Pentiment is. And I'm really looking forward to that because Obsidian is I'm amazing. I'm really excited to see that, bro. I hope they show yeah. that, man. I really do. Go ahead, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
and, and, and no, and that's fine. That's fine. And I, and I think that I think that this would be the time to show that. I really do think. I, and and it's because it's a game that they're they're working on along along with Avowed, which uh you know is is another one of the big games that they have coming out. So my next game would be Avowed as well. It's one of the games that they've said it's not going to be here. I doubt that very much. I would be completely shocked if Avowed is missing. That would that would be oh, that would be crazy. Even if it's not coming out this year, which it's not. It's not coming out this year. But the fact that if they have something that's coming out next year, they have to show Avowed, man. People have been waiting for Avowed. This has been done for a long time. Even when they revealed the trailer, uh, the game itself, they showed something that looked like gameplay. They have to have something to show. And they need to have this game out ASAP. Um, next one is Hellblade 2. I, I, again, Ninja Theory is another one of those studios that's very, that they do a lot of good work. Um, uh, you know, uh, Bleeding Edge notwithstanding, you know, we can forgive them for that one. Uh, but Hellblade 2 looks great. Uh, obviously, it's the first Xbox series game ever announced. Uh, my, my kind of doubt in terms of whether or not it'll come out this year is that it's running on Unreal 5. Uh, would that make it the first Unreal 5 game to, to release? I, probably? It'd be one of the first um, for sure, but. Yeah, one of the first for sure. But man, I I think that this I almost think I'm with Marco on this. I almost think this game has to come out this year. Like it, it, it it's it's been developed for a long time. They talked about it for a long time. It's the game they showed the most of in terms of gameplay. And so I think that this game is ready for this year. And if they had to pocket it for whatever reason for next year, so it won't get in the way of Starfield or or in Redfall, I think this is time to come and and come out and, and have this. Another studio that I I like quite a bit that I want to see something from is NXL Entertainment. They did Wasteland Three. They do great games. It's Project Cobalt. They don't have a, a name for it. The interesting about this, and I wouldn't be interested about a tactical turn-based RPG, but the reason why I'm excited about Project Cobalt is that it is rumored to be a first-person RPG. And so that is one. I love first-person Western RPGs. And they have another one of those, and Project Cobalt from a great studio that makes great RPGs. That would be fantastic. Focus on what you have. You have RPGs up the ass, just talk about RPGs all day. People love RPGs, especially first-person shooter RPGs. They have a really cool mix of what people love, and I think that would be a really cool thing to show. My other thing has to do with another studio's experience. If you got the shit, show the shit. Diablo 4. Ew. I, and I know <laughs> it's it's they have it. It's, it's going to be theirs. Why not show that shit? Whether or not it's coming out next year, which is a rumored date for, for next year, or, or whatever the case is, show it. It, it, you have it in your repertoire or in your uh, what's going to be in your repertoire, show this thing. I think it's time. And while they're at it, go ahead and, and release the uh, Overwatch 2 beta on Xbox <laughs> available immediately. Do that shit. Come on. You got the, you got the shit. The show the shit. Today. No, okay, okay. I mean, I, honestly, when you look through these, I think Project Cobalt might be my craziest prediction. Uh, I don't think Diablo 4 would be too nuts. I mean, it, it's, it's coming out next year. Uh, it, it, we know it exists. They've shown stuff for it before, so why not just kind of have a coming out party of Diablo Four on the just just to kind of be like th- match Diablo Four with Xbox, like you know, make that where you play this game. Yeah, I mean, my one question is whether they are planning to do a simultaneous release with the console and PC versions because they didn't yeah. really do that the first time, if I'm not mistaken, right. with three. Um, if they do, well, that'd be great. Um, I'm, I'm hoping I think they, they do. I think they almost have to, but. We'll see. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, cool, man. That was a pretty interesting. Yeah. It's, that's a very different list than mine. Um, yeah. But I, I am really curious about all those project such and such games. I just hope that that those like tentative titles always spook me with Microsoft because it just makes me feel like they're forever away when they hopefully yeah. might not be. So here's the hoping but we will see the, will, the veil lifted on some of those. And I would fully admit that Project Cobalt is the the reach there. Um, my, my kind of thought of that is like, Proven studios, lean on them. They're, 
talk about games they have because you know they're going to be bangers. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, man. So let's go ahead and shift gears to the other side of the first party, which is Bethesda. So I'll go ahead and take the lead on this one. Um, my five games that I have predicted will be here. Let's start with the one that I uh, had kind of tipped my hand about earlier, but it's a foregone conclusion. It'll be there. That is Starfield. I think this one is going to be, as we said at the top of this, very interesting with how they present it. Um, I'm almost not so sure we're going to get some big blown out 15 minute full thing. I I don't know if we're going to get that. I think that we might get what they'll call a first look, uh, which will be like a five, six minute um, narrated trailer of all things Starfield from some, you know, narration voice of in the world of Starfield and they kind of walk through all the basics of the game Um, and we will see in that trailer some gameplay I don't know if we're gonna see Todd Howard on stage I don't know I don't know if we should I don't know how to feel about it to be honest with you I want him there because I want him to apologize but I also want him to get out of my face he has to be there in order to 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 He's the face of the, of the game. Even if it's... He's the director. I apologize. I, uh, but if he's out there and he doesn't even mention an apology for the game, we don't have problems. Even if it's pre-recorded. You stupid jacket. <laughs> that, that ugly brown jacket. He loves that thing, too. It stinks. Yeah. It smells like bugs. Old um, Town. For those uh, from Florida. <laughs> let's move on to my second game. Now, this one we've heard is all but confirmed. And this is part of the reason why I played Wolfenstein 2 this week or last week, it's because Wolfenstein 3, I think, is going to be here, and I think, or I hope, this is going to be the second game that will get announced to come out this year alongside um, Senua Saga Hellblade 2. That's the goal. That's the hope. That's the dream. That's the wish. I don't know if that's going to happen, but boy, that would really, really get me excited because I love some Wolfenstein, as as I mentioned yeah. at the top of the show. Um I don't know if I have any crazy expectations for it, as long as they don't try to get too cute like they did with that Youngblood spinoff game that was co-op, multiplayer, looter thing. Like, I don't want any parts of that. Like, just give me a good game that picks up where Wolfenstein 2 left off. Show me what happened to all these people that I that I love, and let's go from there. And I'll be I'll be a happy camper and put it out this year, and I'll 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 love you forever. Um, I do think we're gonna see Deathloop. I think Deathloop is coming back. God, I hope not. It's going to be, I think their exclusivity deal is up in, on September 14th, if I'm not mistaken from what I saw on the internet, which is always the place to find true information. Um, always true. I think this is going to be titled something to the effect of like loophole edition or some type of, you know, fun little twist of a word edition based on Deathloop. I see what they're going to do as being obviously the main game, um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have either some type of expansion content or some type of like the equivalent of what they did with Prey, where they had like the Moon Crash DLC thing. Maybe they come up with something interesting like that to throw into this package as something new. And they'll give it obviously to PlayStation owners free of charge as a free download. But the loophole edition or whatever it's going to be called. Um, yeah. It's coming to Game Pass uh, probably I think- September. In my opinion, I think you're right. I think it's a huge mistake. I think shut your mouth about this game. Don't talk about it. 
I, I hope I hope that it might have been part of the show before all the delays <laughs> and they taken it out because man, think about that. We see that game again. I'm like, oh my. Well, we gotta be God, realistic that, and, and, and know. I that, know, but the ongoing joke of that of that damn game is trailers. Can trailers, never get imagine. away from this game. Yeah. That's why the yeah. next three games on my prediction are all Deathloop as well. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm just kidding. No, I, I think you're right, though. I, I, you're, you're right. we got to be realistic, and I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, the next two, last two games on my predictions, um, I am kind of throwing throwing this out there into the ether. Hopefully, Bethesda catches it and be like, oh, that's a good idea. The Evil Within. I would like to see this get a remake. I think remakes for survival horror games are becoming kind of the 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 thing between Dead Space and Resident Evil and Silent Hill is coming back to uh, with what's rumored to be a Silent Hill 2 remake. I think it'd be cool to see Xbox encourage Bethesda to kind of bring this franchise back, give it a remake, maybe maybe even a soft reboot and have their own internal survival horror franchise, which is something they didn't really have in their portfolio. Um, I think that the original game had a lot of promise, but it, it ran like butthole on a, it's underrated series. It is. And I, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to give it a fair shake again. Uh, and I think a remake would be really awesome to, to, to throw at this thing and see if it can reconnect with people amid this sort of, pseudo renaissance of survival horror games getting a second wind i thought yeah. this would be a cool one to see come back the fifth and final game on my list is one that i'm not a big fan of but i think it'd be nice to see an announcement of this uh for the fans of this series and that is a new doom um doom eternal came out i think in 2020 if i'm not mistaken 2020. um yeah. i think it would make sense for them to at least announce that something's in the works I don't think we'll really see anything gameplay-wise. This might yeah. be one of those title card things with a CG trailer. I, but I think the rumor is that they're working on a Quake game. Oh, that'd be weird. I don't know if I'd yeah. want that over, uh, even as a non, non-Doom fan. But anyways. It, no, I don't want it, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Doom would be a nice grab for the portfolio to keep that that series alive. It's because it it's had some good momentum, so I don't see any reason why they should oh, drop there's off. there's going to be another one for sure. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I think it'll come eventually, but I, w- I would like to see if it happens uh, to be announced at yeah. this event. But yeah, I got Wolfenstein 3, Deathloop, Starfield, Evil Within Remake, and Doom. Pablo, tag in. What do you got? Yeah, so I, I, I'm going to go ahead and just... Uh, Starfield, I, I disagree. I think that they have to have the blowout. Um, I they have whatever they had planned. They have to kind of talk about it because once again, that kind of goes with my whole thing: confidence. If you show me this game in a full blowout, then I know that the reason you're delaying it has little to do with the the whole game itself and just little things that you want to get right. Uh, I, here's my kind of bold prediction on Starfield: a little bit. There's kind of been a trend lately of canceling current gen or uh, previous gen games. I think that we're going to get the the kind of like, oh, Starfield's coming out 2023, early 2023, and we're going to see in the bottom with the whole Starfield all the kind of all the kind of like um, um, things where it shows Xbox, platforms. Xbox One, yeah, yeah, platforms, and it's not going to have Xbox One. I think, and maybe I'm talking on my ass. Starfield was coming out on Xbox One, right? Uh, I don't think I don't think they ever said that. I think they always said it was a next gen game only. Did they? I'm looking it up now, well, but I've only ever seen. Um, I'll, I'll look it up while while you're running through them. But no, no, it's actually just Xbox X and S. Okay, so then forget that 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 part of it. But still, I still think that they have to show 
the whole game and 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 really be confident about the show because ultimately um if you show me the game and the gameplay and all the stuff you were going to show me then i know the game is in okay hands and you just kind of want to get all those bugs out of out of the out of its system so mm. I, i'm there with that the, my other game is with you yeah, wolfenstein 3 um i i think that this is the game that i don't I know it's all but confirmed, but at the same time, there's some weird things with Pete Hines has said in the past of like, hey, this is a game that we know it's going to happen and hasn't really confirmed whether it isn't or isn't in current development. Um, but I, I think that, you know, I know Machine Games have been working on Indiana Jones as of late, but they were, what have they been working on between Youngblood, which was co-developed with Arcane, so it's not even something they were fully on. So I'm pretty sure this game is coming and it ha- and I this would be perfect. I think Wolfenstein 3 coming out this year would would be really awesome because now it no longer has to contend with Starfield or Redfall. It's its own thing and it would benefit greatly from being on Game Pass because it's not a game that kind of sells like up the butt, you know, to begin with. Uh, and it's a really cool, um, it's a really great game for those who are fans of it. So it's the perfect time to do that. Uh, my other game here is, you're going to have to let me be me, Marco, uh, is Dishonored 3. I, I, I think uh, Arcane Studios... Thank you for uh, tuning in to this week's episode of the Cool Down Time <laughs> Podcast. Arcane... Arcane Studios is looked at as one studio, but really it's two. It's uh, Arcane, it's Arcane uh, Leon and Arcade. Uh, I think what's the other Arcade uh, Austin, and so you know they. Uh, I think Leon worked on Deathloop, and now they're past Deathloop. I think Dishonored Three could be one of those title cards that they show again that they're working on. Uh, I'd be really dope. I, I I don't think that they're done with the series just yet. Deathloop was basically just wanting to be dishonored without being dishonored, which is weird. obviously with that blind that leading weird, the blind uh, time loop stuff. Continue. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, and then I think Redfall also has to be shown as part of the game. Uh, Arcane Austin has to show this game. Uh, it's a game that's supposed to come out in the summer. Like you really have nothing to show for it. You have to show gameplay. You have to show at the base level i think it's pretty simple i think it's really fair what is this game show me what this game is if it's a left for dead like lean on that if it's a destiny looter shooter has been rumored recently that it's like lean on that tell me what it is and if it's an amalgamation of those two things fine be clear and concise with your messaging we can't have another death loop situation in our hands where we don't know what this game is until it comes out that's unacceptable here uh and then my last game um, is Indiana Jones. Uh, this is a game that's been being worked on fairly recently uh, within the last few years. Uh, they have to show something about this game just because of the fact that, uh, you know, it, it's a partner with, with Lucas uh, with Lucasfilm, and I think that they have they want to get out this as much as possible. And if Todd Howard is going to be on stage, he's a huge Indiana Jones fan, he's the executive producer of the series as well. I think this might be on here. They've already showed kind of a CG trailer of, of like the hat and stuff. If they show a little bit more it, what, it, what it is, weird rumors of it being potentially first person, which that would make no sense for me, but it is from Machine Games, who've only done first person games. But right. I'm really curious to see exactly what Indiana Jones is and how it looks and how it's coming along. All right. I mean, you know, only thing I'll say is, we you know, when you speak evil into the world, sometimes it manifests, Pablo, and you don't want to do that on the podcast by just naming these diabolical bad video games like Dishonored. But no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, you already spoke evil with Evil Within Remake. Okay. I see what you did ha! there, and your jokes are worse than mine, actually. No. Um, uh, Mine's we'll, are so good. We'll tally it up. It was so funny. Third parties, Pablo. Let's get into third parties, and this is going to be, it, it's almost in a way, this is sort of like the wild card um, portion of our predictions, because with Game Pass being a factor, you never know, right? So I have five predictions that I think um, they will feature, 
and I think all five of these are going to drop on Game Pass. Um, and some of these are different from what I actually talked to you about um, offline. But let's start with uh, let's start with uh, prediction number one. So what I could see happening is Phil Spencer is just about done with his 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 last little d- dialogue, and then all of a sudden you hear some clickety clacking on the stage off in the corner. That little pony? Nope. It's uh, it's oh. stilettos. The sound of stilettos, <laughs> and Hideo Kojima walking his whole <laughs> self up the stage. Wait a minute, Phil Spencer. I don't know how to do a Kojima impression at all. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, that could go really sideways. But Kojima's going to stroll up and go, Hey, baby. Hey, daddy. I heard you I heard you like games. I made one just for Xbox. And the long-rumored partnership with, uh, with Xbox for the game that he tried to whore out to Google Stadia, they ain't even want is coming to Xbox, and I predict this will be the rumored episodic title that'll be a little bit more of a bite-sized experience compared to his bigger games like Death Stranding. Um, Horror-themed, have some kind of weird hook to it, um, a little bit supernatural, a little bit spooky. Like P.T.? Little P, little PT, uh, maybe a little P.T.-like, but maybe he doesn't really want to go back to that again because a lot of people have kind of imitated that a bit. Um... But I think we're going to see it. I think we're going to see something. And I'm kind of joking about the end of the show. I don't know when he's going to do it. But I do think it will be one of those like onstage moments, potentially, um, with Hojima. Prediction number two. This one's not going to be a sexy pick. But I, I, I think one thing that tends to happen with Xbox showcases is there's usually like a shadow drop that'll happen. Yeah. I think that the shadow drop for this year will be Dying Like 2. Um, that's my prediction. I, I think oh, on Game Pass. Yeah, on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this makes sense. I think Dying Light has had some time out in the shelf, so to speak, to capture whatever sales it can get organically. Um, this would be a nice second wind on the Xbox platform. If I'm not mistaken, I think Xbox has featured Dying Light um, on a handful of occasions. I could be totally wrong about that and just rem- remembering another game. Um, but nevertheless, I think this would be a, a nice pick for something for gamers to have day of to kind of keep them in the Xbox ecosystem uh, for that week. Um, game number three. I think that the Callisto Protocol, the, mm. the, the horror game that is weirdly in the PUBG universe, that is supposed to be a quadruple A game, according to what we heard uh, <laughs> last week, Um is uh, potentially going to be a Game Pass game, and I think they will. I think they will go ahead and do that. Um, PUBG yeah. is is has been uh, PUBG as a game has been on Game Pass forever. So I would imagine there's some type of pre-existing um, relationship there that's on hopefully good terms um, that would give this new IP um, some really good exposure, uh, as what is hopefully the first of many games in this series, um, and would be a really really cool get for Xbox because it's filling that sort of sci-fi or horror-esque space that they don't really have anything for right now uh, and could be a really uh, could turn out to be a really good game um, game number four I mentioned this one as an example when I talked about kind of how they can rebound from the starfield delay um, but I'll go ahead and throw it here which is Saints Row um, mm-hmm. I will caveat this by saying I have a feeling that Saints Row is going to get delayed again um, the previews that came out um, 
positive for the most part, but but some outlets are saying that it looks a little janky and might need some more time in the oven. From what I saw, I, I would totally agree, even as a Saints Row fan. I see Saints Row probably getting pushed to October, something like that, and I think it will end up on Game Pass um, as um, kind of one of those fun romps that uh, would make for a really good time for the catalog of Game Pass. Fifth and final game. This one was kind of a toss-up to me. Um, I had another game on this list um, that's kind of in a similar vein, but I ended up going with Marvel's Midnight Suns as the mm. fifth and final Game Pass drop. Now, this this game currently does not have a release date, but it is rumored to be getting a release date announcement soon, and I think it's going to be this year. And I think yep. Xbox is going to want to have that announcement of the release date in trailer form at the event and the Game Pass announcement along with it. Um, I battle between this one and Gotham Knights, but I, I think this one, to me, makes the most sense because... Uh, Xbox would be able to basically house this trailer to give people the announcement of when it's coming out and at the same time say it's coming out on on Game Pass, which I think would be a really good uh, double whammy for this game, even though I'm not looking forward to it whatsoever. Um, But that's what I got, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and tag you back in. Tell me what you got for your third-party games, my boy. Yeah, I'm I'm a... I'm going to preface by saying I've been pretty, I think, even keel with my first two things. I'm... I'm I'm gonna admit I'm a little off the wall here okay. with my third party stuff, uh, just because I feel for fun, but also I I kind of believe a lot of some of this stuff. Right? It, truly, some of it I'm I'm being a little bit facetious, but still I, I would love to see this kind of stuff. The first one is the easiest one: confirm Game Pass games, get updates and release dates. Like I want to see Plague Tale Requiem when that comes out, Warhammer sure. Dark Side when that comes out, yeah. Somerville when that comes out, and Scorn when that comes out. They got to show gameplay and release date for each of those games. That's my first prediction. Now I'm gonna go. Now let's go into a little bit more of the of the spicy stuff. We we had this conversation. This is kind of like a last minute thing. I had Saints Row, blah blah, but I, I I really do think this is gonna happen because it's taken so long. It leads me to believe that maybe it, though not originally planned, they eventually got to it. And it's Final Fantasy VII remake on Game Pass. Uh, they <laughs> they've already taken off his Marco's taking off his headphones. Uh, they've already said um, they've already said that uh, in June we're gonna get Final Fantasy VII. Uh, news. I I don't think it's going to be Final Fantasy uh, remake episode two. I I think it's too early for that. I I think that they might do it. I think they. I, listen, I don't really give a shit to be quite honest about this. I I played the hell out of it on PlayStation. It was awesome. Uh, but now with the new upgrade with the PlayStation Five version that they have, I think it would probably be a really nice piece for Game Pass to kind of obtain the uh, next gen version of Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, for that for what that's worth. Uh, my other one. Okay. Uh, so when we look at, and this is, and the reason that I, I I'm kind of smiling this is because shame on me for 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 doing this again, year 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 in year out, Splinter Cell. Oh boy. When when <laughs> when you look at Splinter Cell and Xbox, the first Splinter Cell was an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Uh, the second Splinter Cell uh, was a was a uh, Pandora Tomorrow was a like a seven year exclusive before it came out on anything else. Splinter Cell Conviction to this day can only be played on Xbox consoles. Uh, and then um, I, I think, fi- and Double Agent also I think was a time exclusive. When you look at the the, the, the history of that and, and Xbox needing something, you know, more, I think 
announcing the new Splinter Cell game, whether or not it's Xbox exclusive or not. I think announcing it on this on the stage on this platform would be uh, would be great, and I feel like it would be one of those future things. But hey confirming this is happening maybe like what they did with indiana jones a little cg trailer with the sam fisher the goggles coming down something of that sort i think that if if it i think out of all the years that it could happen this would be the year where they're kind of light on what could possibly be coming out and so again leaning on proven factors um any any you have anything to say about that one you wild boy you wild <laughs> i don't know I, I think you're one year early that's what i'll say okay yeah it probably yeah uh warhammer Listen, Warhammer, uh, these games always ha- these games suck most of the time. However, there's one standout, and that's Space Marine that came out in 360, 2011, overshadowed by Gears of War 3. This game is a really good game, and they've already talked about, uh, they've already uh, said that Warhammer uh, 40K is, Space Marine 2 is coming out. They don't know specifically when. A lot of rumors are coming out this year. I think another Game Pass pickup would be Warhammer 40K, Space Marine 2. I, listen, you guys got to go. It's probably not good to go back to Space Marine now because mm-hmm. of how you know how it looks, uh, how bad it looks. Right. But out of all the Warhammer games, which I would tell you they're all trash, and that's my personal opinion, Space Marine is the best of those, and and it's an excellent kind of game. So I am looking forward to Space Marine Two and what they do, and uh, that could po- possibly be here. Um, my last game. <laughs> why you get? Why you? Why you? Man, against all odds, this is dumb of me to say. I, Marco has talked me down from the ledge plenty uh, of times about this game. It's very recently, uh, you know. But I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Um, uh, if I come out, I'm right. I'm a genius. If not, hey, don't worry about it. It's just fantasy. Uh, Jade Empire <laughs> remake. Uh, <laughs> look, look. The reason I say this is 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 very. It's very dumb and very limited to one thing. In 2019, oh, uh, the uh, the the trademark was renewed for Dead Space. That same year, Jet Empire uh, had the trademark renewed. Now, Marco has educated me on the trademark and how all that shit works. I get it. I get it, and I understand. I just I'm just putting two and two together in that way, kind of piecing this uh, this this made up puzzle that I've made up in my head. And if that was the same year where Dead Space uh, had renewed the, the 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 trademark, I'm guessing Jade Empire, or I'm hoping Jade Empire, Jade, Jade Empire <laughs> is getting that remake. And I hope that that's uh, that's happening. I don't know if Bioware is making it because Bioware is kind of busy right now. Uh, but I would love to see it. Yeah, man. I heard some um, development I, by I think nobody. I think it's super a super underrated uh, game where you can't go back to it now. It is it is unplayable. I don't care people say. Don't let people trick you into oh you can still play this. You know it is unplayable in every way, shape, and form. But a Jade Empire remake would be pretty dope, and I would love to see it here. That's where I'm at. You had to end on that note. That's crazy. I don't know what it is about (laughs) E3 time. People just lose all rationality. I think. I mean, I, I think. I think you have to be a little crazy uh, every once in a while just to to see if it hits. I mean, nobody nobody suspected Dead Space to, to have a remake or anything like that. Even less so here with Jade, Emp- well, Jade Empire, for sure, agreeable. But speaking from just kind of like what I would want, and them EA being on the on the remake train, also EA saying they have a 2023 remake that they haven't announced yet that's coming out which could be anything but you know i'm putting all all, all my chips on, on it being jade empire now before we wrap and this is kind of an off-the-cuff thing and we predicted 15 games in total right mm-hmm. now pablo for you to consider the showcase a w realistically how yeah. many what how many of your predictions would you think if if, if they're right 
would would equate to a W for you? Would you like five to be like considered good? Yeah. Ten? What do you think? Really? I would say f- about five. I think if they show Wolfenstein three and they go in depth on Starfield and Redfall, and okay. maybe and maybe say, hey, um, Hellblade two is coming out this year. I think that would be enough for me to be like, okay, they they got they got some stuff that in in the works. Uh, maybe 2022 is going to be a little bit of a wash, but mm-hmm. once next year starts, it's going to be an incredible year. I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm going to be kind of a lot more critical of Xbox this year. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so I'm going to kind of hold them to a higher standard. If 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 their goal is to to hit a high standard, I want I want to see what they can do. I want ten of them hoes. Um, yeah. for, for my predictions. I want to see, I want to see around 10 of them. Um, I think some of mine are, you know, some are more realistic than others as, as same as your list. But I think this is a really important showcase for them more than it probably would have been considered a couple months ago. Um, pre Starfield Redfall delays. I think yeah. they have a lot of serious questions to answer about their pipeline, about their, their overall roadmap and how to keep us engaged beyond just here's some cool stuff we're dropping on Game Pass next month. But like what what was yeah. really in store for us between this year and next year, I think they need to show up in a big way. Um, and so as much as I want to kind of be grounded and say, oh, four or five would be fine in, in any other year, I'd say that this one, I think they got to kind of go above and beyond. I would even if I'm if I, if I'm Xbox, I'm considering making the show a little bit longer, to be honest with you, or have some kind of add-on show, almost like what Treehouse is to Nintendo Directs in a way, to give us a little bit more, maybe more indie stuff. I don't know, but because we didn't get into indie stuff uh, on this episode, but I think they got to go big here. So I would, I think nine or ten would be kind of what I'm hoping for from my list. That would be a W for me, but we'll 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 see. Yeah, I mean if. I guess it depends. If they really are able to take out Hellblade, Hellblade Two, uh, Wolfenstein Three, and and give me release dates on at least you know Somerville and Plague Tale and coming fairly soon, and reveal one game like you know mm-hmm. any of the avowed that's coming out twenty three and show a significant portion of that, I think that's enough. To but that's all. Uh, that's all because so much stuff is coming out this year. Now, if none of that has come out this year. Then they have to really, Ooh, you know, show me more yeah. about what's really happening. That's a fair point. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, I, I, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, man, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, it, you know, if if we find out that Sony's going to do one, we've heard rumors they might do one in early June or June. September, yeah. maybe. So, if yeah, they have one, we'll probably do something similar to this. This was kind of fun. Hopefully, it was a fun time for you listeners to hear our predictions and hear Jade Empire get brushed out of the out of the dirt and hey, let's go back to life. Um, but that is going to wrap up the Pablo this Original. What's, what'd you say? Pablo Original Prediction. Oh, God. Yeah, it's original. All right. Um, <laughs> that is going to wrap up this week's show. Until next time, you guys, be sure to give our podcast a sub if you enjoyed this. We'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Cooldown Time Podcast or Twitter at Cooldown Time Pod so that we'll always be in your FOV. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Make me feel good.